Welcome to Foundation Church's weekly message. We hope you are equipped by this message from Pastor Tom Lively. For more information about our church, please visit foundationchurchfl.com. Are you ready this morning? Worship was moderate to partly cloudy. It was all right. I want to tell you this real quick before we go. We are, as I've been saying for a long, long time, we are the restraining. Amen? We need to respond to this world with the truth. The church is not supposed to be silent. The church is not supposed to be compliant. The church is supposed to be a shining city on a hill. For some people, that will make them wince. For everyone practicing evil hates the light and does not come to the light lest their deeds be exposed. Well, if you're hated, that means that must not be Christ-like. They nailed Jesus to a cross. He was hated so much that they actually nailed him to a cross. And we think that if we're hated, it's not Christ-like. I'm not saying the goal is to be hated. I'm just saying that if you speak the truth, you're going to be hated. No matter, what, no matter what that truth may be, it's going to offend somebody. Because somebody's living the opposite. Somebody's living the lie. Right now in the, United, in, in the United Kingdom, Great Britain, there's an increase of 7,000 deaths per month over what it's always been. 7,000 more people are dying a month in Great Britain, in England. ABC reports that climate change is causing all the heart attacks. <laughs> See, now we in the church who want to save souls, I'm gonna tell you something, pay attention now, this is, this is very deep and theological, are you ready? You can't save a soul that's dead. So we ought to be speaking about people dying. 41.2 million abortions per year are reported by the United Nations, which means there's probably a third or double that. So we in the church, you can't save a soul of somebody who's slaughtered in the womb. You can't save a soul of somebody who's dying of a heart attack because climate change suddenly causes heart attacks. The latest Pfizer dump has come out, and you're like, Tom, this is, and I, you know, every week I tell you, people walk out because people don't want to know what's true. Why would you not want to know about the hazards of vaccinations? Because you're vaccinated, and now I'm bringing light to you, and now it's scaring you. And what you should do, by the way, is receive healing for what the vaccination's done. Which, which I will gladly be a purveyor of that healing for you if you don't want to receive it for yourself. 
Well, the latest Pfizer data dump has come out. Pfizer forced in federal court after wanting to keep confidential the development of the vaccine for 75 years, and then all the Christians line up to take it. If a company wants to suppress and keep confidential the development of the vaccine that they're trying to pump into your bloodstream, you probably ought not to take it. How is that not logical to anybody else but us? I mean, why would you ever want to take a vaccination from a company who wants to suppress its development from you, who wants to keep from you its own development? I'll never get it. But their latest dump has come out, and what it, what it turned out, now, and by the way, just keep in mind, in case I don't say it to you, that they've known this the entire time. The latest, the latest information that's come out is that more people in the trial group went to the hospital from COVID. Five times as many went to the hospital from the vaccine than they did from COVID. In the trial, five times the amount of people went, five, there was five times the hospitalizations caused by the vaccine than COVID. That was in their own trial data as they came out and used those vaunted three words, safe, and effective. Five times as many people went to the hospital from the vaccine in the trial group than from COVID, vaxxed or unvaxxed. That's been the truth from day one. And now as we've been praying, and if you ever watch the podcast, you've seen me pray this numerous times. Lord, bring the light on all of these people. Expose all of these people. See, the church wants to cooperate instead of expose. How, can, how could you want to cooperate with the Antichrist spirit instead of expose and fight against the Antichrist spirit? And I guarantee you, we are the only ones in Sarasota County this morning that are preaching this. We are the only ones. I can't believe it's not full in here. Honestly, I can't believe it because we are the only ones that are preaching this this morning. If you're vaxxed this morning and you're already offended, this is still the truth. There's nothing that I can do about it. Read Pfizer's documents yourself. It happens to be like 7,000 pages long. But go to Naomi Wolf, who by the way is pro-abortion. She's, she's antithetical to all of my political stances with the exception of vaccine mandates. Read what she has to say. She's the one who's actually doing the data. She's actually going through the data, the thousands and thousands of pages. She's the one that's exposing all of this. Go and follow her. Don't listen to her political views about capitalism or abortion, but she certainly is on target with this. This has been the case from day one. Now what's happening inside the Department of Defense? See, now they're running. Nobody will take responsibility for forcing an illegal vaccine. Tom, what do you mean? Oh, that's Alex Jones, right-wing conspiracy theory. And again, you might be thinking that I'm pre preaching politics. I'm not, because this is all about leveraging you into a one-world commerce system with a singular access point. That's all that this is about, which Revelation 13 and 14 should ring true when I say that sentence. 
To most Christians, it doesn't because they have now equated the book of Revelation with right-wing conspiracy theory. Most Christians have absolutely no fear of the mark of the beast this morning at their church as they preach about love for the 42nd consecutive Sunday. And the love of most will grow cold. Most Christians at the time when the mark of the beast is implemented will take it. Saved people or church people. So we need to be talking about it inside the church. Jesus did. Why are we not? Because everybody's afraid of the consequences of the truth. Tom, are you telling me that you're willing to lose a multi-million dollar building, a multi-million dollar ministry that's been grown from ground zero in the last two and a half years? Absolutely. Without hesitation. I will tell the truth and lose everything I have. I mean, I'll always be rich and I'll always be supplied if I'm talking about my ministry. That means nobody comes, nobody comes. I will, sp- I will speak the truth. I will say what's true, period. What's coming out of the DOD now is as I've been telling you, this chubby preacher in Northport, Florida, slash Inglewood, Florida, retired cop has been telling you over the last 18 months, is now coming out in the Department of Defense. I've told you this. I've told you for 18 months that they were injecting our soldiers with an illegal vaccination. Comirnaty is the only FDA-approved drug on the market, but it's not on the market. Not one American, not one, has been injected with Comirnaty. Not one outside of the trial group, not one, which caused five times as many people to go to the hospital than prevented people from getting COVID. Not one American has been injected with Comirnaty because it's not available. And they've been saying, mainly the left side of the aisle, but include people on the right side too. Though we have an FDA-approved drug, we've never had an FDA-approved drug available to anybody. In the military contract, when you sign, how many soldiers or ex-soldiers we got in here? Shout amen. Amen. When you signed your military contract, they promised you that they would never inject you with an EUA vaccination. What's EUA? Emergency use authorization. It is illegal. It is illegal to inject a Marine with an EUA vaccination. And that's all they've been injected with. From day one, the Marine Corps suing the DOD right now. You've got to understand the difference between America and the establishment. You've got to understand the difference between being a Republican and the Republican Party. Because they are one and the same. Stop thinking that electing so-and-so and and -and so-and-so is going to solve anything. There is one thing that will solve America's problems, and that's revival. That's it. That That doesn't mean I'm not telling you to target your prayers. I'm praying people into office. 
I'm involved. But I know that even DeSantis can't make, can't do what Jesus does. As great as he is, I'm thankful for him. But what's come out in the DOD is, and now what's happening is Lloyd Austin, is, there's two people involved. You have a doctor that was acting on behalf of Lloyd Austin, defense secretary. I think her last name is Admirin. I'll just call her that. If, it's, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But Admirin and Lloyd Carr are both blaming each other. Well, I, I never gave that specific order. Well, I received that specific order from him. To it, basically, what they said was, go ahead and tell everybody that they're being injected with an FDA-approved drug. And the problem is, Pfizer does both. Pfizer BioNTech, which, is, which of course is Pfizer and a German company, BioNTech, together. They made both. The EUA Pfizer drug and Comirnaty. They made both. And they, on their own paperwork, says that they are administratively the same, the EUA and the Comirnaty, they're administratively the same, but biologically different. And so everybody's running from the hills. I didn't do it, you didn't do it, I didn't do it. But yet they're still kicking people out of the military right now. See how crazy we are? They're all claiming right now. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't foresee illegal injections. Uh, I didn't foresee illegal, he did it. No, she did it. While they're still illegally discharging people out of the military for not taking the vaccination. See how crazy it is? Our borders are closed. You cannot enter the United States without a vaccination, except if you walk through the southern border. This is all satanic. The church should be talking about it. What does what illegal migration have to do with the book of Revelation or Christianity? Because it's all about flooding America with a bunch of people that will easily assume global control. They will just say, if, you have, if you're not a heritage American, how many people in here love America? Amen. Amen. We love the Declaration of Independence. We love the Constitution. We even, we even love local governance as long as it's not corrupt. We love all them. We, we're bound to those things. But if you bring in a bunch of Haitians or Guatemalans or Venezuelans, they don't have that tie to our heritage. They don't even know what it is. Oh, that's mean, Tom. Is it fact? doesn't matter whether it's mean or not. Facts are not mean. Facts don't care about your feelings. Tucker Carlson. They don't care. They're just simply facts. They don't have the tie to our heritage. So they'll easily be governed out of Davos, Switzerland. Right-wing conspiracy. Are you sure? It was right-wing conspiracy not, not a month ago that they were going to try to make us all eat bugs. They're teaching it in schools as we speak. I played it in Manitoba, Canada last night in the classroom handing out bags of bugs. Bugs, by the way, if you decide to eat them, if you're that idiotic. Tom, you say that from the pulpit? Yeah, because listen, it's over for me. I'm never gonna be accepted. I don't care, I don't, I don't desire to be accepted. I find the quote unquote accepting people nauseating. I might as well eat 10, 12 pieces of bacon and get nauseated on my own instead of go be, go be accepted by the, by the wisdom class. Bugs do what? 
they actually lower your immune system again. There's a protein in them that lowers your immune system significantly because here's the thing. This is startling now. You're not supposed to eat maggots. You're God's child. You should be eating a ribeye. I don't go out to my trash cans to find lunch. Lunch is not the maggots on my leftover chicken wing bones. They're the chicken, they're the meat that was on the chicken wing bone. You're welcome. Just letting you know what's going on in the world. Now here's the thing, he's the glory and the lifter of our head. So you can do this if you want, but why don't you strap on the armor of God instead and don't lower your head and get melancholy and quiet and sad and just know that God overcomes it all and that you will always be caused to triumph. If everything collapses tomorrow, God will cause gold coins to fall from the sky for you. You're not, part of the, you're not part of this economic system. Regardless, our citizenship is in heaven. Philippians 3, our citizenship is in heaven. We love the United States. I stand and I want the United States to get better, but my citizenship is in heaven. My loyalty, my loyalty lies with the most high God. Period. All right, let me preach the gospel. Galatians 2.20. I live by the faith of the Son of God. Yes, the NIV and all of these modern soft-pedaling translations. Tom, did you just say that? Yeah. No, I don't. These, some of these translations are simply just following the path of the church. This is the beginning of sorrows, slide towards anonymity. Galatians 2.16, knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law, but by the faith of Jesus. They all change it to in Jesus, but that's not the case. If you are indwelt with the Holy Spirit, you do not have faith in Jesus. You have the faith of Jesus. That's why he said, you move a mountain, you, you, you say to a mountain, move, it'll move. You say to a disease, be gone, it'll be gone. It's not the faith, not the faith in Jesus. It's the faith of Jesus that you have. All you have to do is melt away your unbelief. That's all you have to do. How do you melt away your unbelief? Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. Bathe in the word of God. Worship in the word of God. Don't listen to songs that are antithetical to the word of God, including worship songs. Oh, Lord. I'm just a disaster, but you accept me as I am. It's not true. He doesn't accept you as you are. He demands that you repent and then further repent and then further repent as your mind is being renewed. Revelation 14, 12. Here is the patience of the saints. Here are those that keep the commandments of God and the faith of Jesus. They all mistranslate it to in Jesus so that they have a license to fail. If you have the faith of Jesus and you pray for a tumor to be gone and it's not gone, then whose fault is it? 
Yours or the person who has the tumor because there's unbelief in the camp. If you have faith in Jesus, then you can simply say, Jesus chose not to do it today. Jesus, although in the Bible, Jesus never chose not to do it today. The only time that he didn't was when people didn't want it, when there was unbelief. Now, he did not do many mighty works there because of their unbelief. A prophet, that actually comes out of Matthew 13, 57 and 58. A prophet is not without honor except in his own country and in his own house. Now, he did not do many mighty works there because of their unbelief. Because they were going, well, that's just a local guy. Jesus was just a local guy. John 14, 16 and 17. And I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper. He will give you another helper, that he may abide with you forever, the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive. You have the spirit of, or do you have, do you have, do you have the faith of or the faith in? Listen to this. Listen. The spirit of truth in the world cannot receive because it neither sees him or knows him. But you know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. Romans 8, 26. You're like, what are, these, what are these names that you're putting out? Galatians, Revelation, John. For those of you who are new, that's the Bible. You may have been in a church for a very long time and you never hear those names because the pastor is too busy pontificating about his own personal experiences in sermons that he kiped offline at sermon.com. They're all preaching the same sermon series. I challenge you to look into that. Romans 8, 26, in the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groans that words cannot express. So we don't know what we ought to pray for, but because we have, this, because we have the faith of Jesus, we have the Spirit on the inside of us praying for us. That's not in, that's of. John 14, 26. But the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. So the Spirit, in the same way the Spirit helps us in our weakness, we do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groans with, that words cannot express. In what, in what? In all things. In all things. John 16, 13. However, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth, for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you things to come. You have the Holy Spirit on the inside of you, which means that you have the faith of Jesus. Not in Jesus. Of Jesus. He's praying through you, and for you. And we're gonna break this down this morning because we just launched into this last week. Now let me tell you this in warning, as I always do. Most Christians are missing the Spirit of God. Most Christians are missing the Word of God. I want you to think of this. Basically in every church in Sarasota County and Charlotte County this morning, they are preaching a message devoid of the Spirit and devoid of the Word of God. It's watered down, it's leaving out truths to not offend so it doesn't affect the financial bottom line of the church. It's not us. 
We bring in hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars. I don't even know how. We're not even fooling here. Because I'm not part of that system. The truth will either pay or it won't. The truth does pay. Is again, see, I'm not preaching in the faith of Jesus. I'm preaching through the Holy Ghost of the faith of Jesus. That's what I'm preaching this morning. Most Christians are devoid of both the Word and the Spirit. Think about what it means to be a Christian devoid of Jesus and devoid of His Spirit because Jesus is the Word. What are you then? It's about individual approach too. How do you approach? How do you approach finances? How do you approach healing? Examine yourselves as to whether you are in the faith. Test yourselves. Do you not know yourselves that Jesus Christ is in you, unless indeed you are disqualified? Second Corinthians thirteen five. Oh, what are those? That's a negative verse. That's not Christ like. It, that is Christ. For most Christians, Jesus would not be Christ like. Listen to this. Most Christians are devoid of the word and devoid of the spirit, but they do have superficial pleasantness. I've known Christians like this. I've known hundreds of them like this. They're very pleasant in the world. They're strong at it because what's most important to them is self-image and what you think of them. They have superficial pleasantness. Everybody in their house hates them. Because they're devoid of the spirit and they're devoid of the world, but the hour of the word. But the hour cometh and now is when the true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. Let not mercy and truth forsake thee. It's not, let, let, it's not just don't let mercy forsake thee. Let not mercy and truth forsake thee. Bind them about thy neck. Write them upon the table of thine heart. So shalt thou find favor and good understanding in the sight of God and men. Where did that come from? That's right before. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. That's Proverbs 3, 3 and 3, 4, right in front of that. Read the Bible. Don't just buy placards that you put on your wall. A lot of them are half verses that are just meant for dollar signs. Read the word of God and see what it actually says. But they do have, to their credit or non-credit, a superficial pleasantness, a pleasantness without the word of the Spirit. That's the goal of most churches, a superficial pleasantness. A con- here's one for you. A conservatism without the word of the Spirit. Listen, it's good to be pro-life. It's good to be pro-small government. It's good to be pro-Second Amendment. But devoid of the word and the Spirit, it's lifeless. It's lifeless. I'd rather have the spirit and have them take all my guns. How about you? No way. Okay. I'll take the Holy Spirit. You're like, Tom, what are you saying? Are you going to give up your guns? Yeah, right. (laughs) That ain't going to happen. For any FBI agent that's watching. I tragically lost all of my guns last year in an alligator attack on the Mayaka River. (laughs) 
Pleasantness without the word of the Spirit. Conservatism without the word of the Spirit leads to Christianity without the word or the Spirit. Christianity that's on your terms, not God's. Well, I'll be a Christian as long as I don't have to be nice to my husband. As long as I don't have to submit to my husband. Great marriage. See how quiet it gets? You preach the Bible to women, they won't take it. I'm looking at the faces right now. Well, he's a jerk. What's that got to do with the Bible? How's that, how's, how does submission work, by the way? How does it work? You ought to know. How many married people are in here? Shout amen. There's more than that. Half of you decided to not say amen. Because you don't want to know what submission means. You women, you think I'm coming after you, don't you? He's that male chauvinist pastor. We heard about him from Faith Tabernacle somewhere. Abundant this and coast that. You heard about, you heard about me. He's that cult leader. So people are saying about me in the community, cult? What cult? What do I, what? No, none of you even see me during the week. If it was a cult, you'd have to come worship me. <laughs> they call us a cult because they're jealous. They're too scared to preach the gospel. They're too scared to tell you what I'm about to tell you about submission. I didn't forget. Allow your home. Please move on. Please move on. Please move on. It's found in Ephesians chapter 5, starting in verse 21. It says to husbands and wives, submit to one another in the fear of God. Oh, Tom's liberated. I'm not liberated. I'm Bible. Whatever Bible means is what I am. If that, if society, if that means that I'm homophobic, transphobic, transhomophobic, xenophobic, xenohomo transphobic, then fine. Male chauvinist pig, fine. I just am whatever the Bible tells me to be. So the first part is submitting to one another in the fear of God. So what does that mean? Submit to your spouse. What does she want? What does he want? And let us, cons- we are to, out of, out of Philippians chapter two, let nothing be done through strife or vainglory, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem other better than themselves. You submit to your wife, you submit to your husband. You're telling me that I need to be pleasant? Yes, why are you not? Tell me why you're a giant glistening turd all the time. Explain that to me, biblically. Well, I'm a prophet. Yeah, a prophet who never prophesies to anybody but yourself because you can't even take care of the rudimentary things in life. You wander about, you're, you're, you're like a Pharisee and a Sadducee, wandering about from church to church. And when you win somebody over, you make them twice as much a son of hell as you are. Because you can't even be nice to your wife and you're a prophet. Tommy, you seem like a pretty confrontational person. Ask my wife, I can't get to her before you do. Ask her if I'm nice to her. Being the flamethrower that I am. I'm not a flamethrower anywhere but here and at the podcast. Rest of my life, I really am kind of the living embodiment of a Jimmy Buffett song. <laughs> living on sponge cake, watching the sun, baby. 
I don't live in tension. So you're to submit to one another in the fear of God. Next verse, 5.22, Ephesians 5.22. Wives, submit to your own husbands as to the Lord. 5.25, husbands, love your wives just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for her. That's marriage. So what is it? You submit to one another. Basically, you are team. Put your last name on the end of that. You are team. That's you. Now, if there is a disagreement and there's no resolution, it falls to the husband and wife you are to submit. Now, that doesn't mean that he, if he is, he is telling you or causing you or trying to cause you to do things that are antithetical to the word, you don't submit. He doesn't go to church, you go to church. He cusses, you don't. He drinks, you don't. That's the Bible. Husbands, if you love your wives like Christ loved the church, you'll have absolutely no problem submitting to you at those times of disagreement. Which should be rare, by the way. You should be able to come to agreement with most things. She refuses to submit to me because, you know what, I want to go to Prime and she wants to go to Outback. Submit, woman. Submit. You ought to be able to work that out. What are you, three? You're adults. Work it out. Prime's way better anyway, so just go to Prime. All the ribeyes are this big now. They're hamburger patties outside of places that are legitimately good. I could do a whole sermon on ribeyes right now. But here's the problem inside the church is everybody's devoid of the word and the spirit. Instead, what you have is Romans 16, 17, and 18. Now I urge you, brethren, note those who cause divisions and offenses contrary to the doctrine which you learned and avoid them. For those who are such do not serve our Lord Jesus Christ but their own belly and by smooth words and flattering speech deceive the hearts of the simple. That's what's going on inside the church. They're not, they're not serving God. They're serving themselves. They're canning sermons to appeal to the masses so they themselves become rich and successful. That's what's happening inside the church. A bunch of conservatism, a bunch of Christianity, a bunch of superficial pleasantness that's devoid of the word and the spirit. Don't let that be your church and don't let that be you. As, as I said before, as we said before, so say I now again. If any man preach any other gospel unto you than that ye have received, let him be accursed. Galatians 1.9. It needs to be the sword of the Spirit, the Word of God. Why is nobody else preaching about submission? Why is nobody else preaching about the mark of the beast? Why is nobody else preaching about hellfire and brimstone? Because they're serving their own guts, their own self-interest. For when they speak great swelling words of emptiness. And this just chapter out of 2 Peter, this section of scripture, it says it's a warning about false teachers. For when they speak great swelling words of emptiness, they allure through the lust of the flesh, through lewdness, the ones who have actually escaped from those who live in error. So these people get saved and they walk into one of these honey trap churches. And through lewdness, they're pulled back into error because of the syrup coming out of the mouth of the preacher 
who refuses to tell them, you need to turn from your sin. Tom, you point at people, why did we stop? Why did we stop? Because it became offensive. Just like it became offensive to lose a game at the YMCA. So we just don't keep score anymore. And here's the thing, we can blame the preachers, but let's look at Proverbs 17.4. If you sit under a preacher like that, a wicked person listens to deceitful lips. A liar pays attention to a destructive tongue. Are you going there purposely so that you don't hear the truth? I know I'm preaching to the choir right now because you dared walk in here. We shouldn't be different. There should be like people who don't yell at you like me but yet still tell the truth. Different, different deliveries. But it all should be Bible, 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 and after that, more Bible. That's not what's happening. For he dwells with you and will be in you. Remember that. He dwells with you and will be in you. John 14, 17. Now let's go back to where we, this is the message just starting now. We'll be out of here at 2 o'clock. It's 1130. Romans 8, 27. Now he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the Spirit is because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. Now he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the Spirit is. Remember, this is where we left off last week where I was going to destroy Romans 8, 28 for everyone. And we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. But that goes along with Romans 8, 27. So is God, what we're going to do this morning is we're going to define what is good. And we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him, who are called according to his purpose. But what does good mean? How is he working for, for our good? What's the definition of good? Well, it's found in Romans 8, 27. Now he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the Spirit is. So what's good? The mind of the Spirit. Listen closely. You want your prayers answered? Okay, four people. Four people out of 500. You want God to find you? For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong on behalf of those whose hearts are loyal to him, right? 2 Corinthians 16, 9. God never changes. That's the way he is to this day. The covenant has changed. God has not changed. His heart's still the same. His attitude's still the same. For the eyes of the Lord are roaming throughout the earth, run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself looking looking to show himself strong on behalf of those whose hearts are loyal to him. You know what he's looking for? He's looking for the echo of the Spirit. Who has the Spirit praying through them? Not praying their own prayers. Not praying self-aggrandizing prayers. Not bless my, all of my plans, Lord, prayers. Not I am the Lord of my life prayers but those who are actually having the Holy Spirit praying through them because you have the faith of Jesus, 
You have the spirit of Jesus living in you. So the Holy Spirit is looking for Jesus. Remember, remember what John 16, 13 says. However, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth, for he will not speak on his own authority. But whatever he hears, he will speak. He's looking for the things that he hears. I hope you're getting this. It looks on the faces. I don't know. I just want to pray what I pray. Why would you not want to be a son of God? Those who are led by the, by the spirit of God are sons of God. And we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. The key again is to determine what does, it, what does good mean? Now we know that in all things God works for our good, but that good is whatever the Spirit's praying through you. If the Spirit is not praying anything through you, there's no good being done on your behalf by God because he's searching the planet looking for it. Good equals the Holy Spirit's intercession. Good equals the will of God because he makes intercession for us, makes intercession for us according to the will of God. Now that's what throws off most Christians. How many of you think the will of God is ambiguous and you do not know what it is? I know you're afraid to answer. For he knows the things we have need of before we ask. Matthew 6, 8, right? What's the next verse? After this manner, therefore, pray ye. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So the will of God is Ephesians 1, 3. We've been given all things all spiritual blessings in the heavenly places. And I thank Christ Jesus our Lord who has given us all, all spiritual blessings in the heavenly places in Christ. Ephesians 1, 3. It's actually, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. So on earth as it is in heaven is the soul, look at me, look at me, is the soul will of God. It can't be that good. It is that good. What's the definition of the word gospel? The almost, no, the almost too good to be true news. Not good news. Almost too good to be true news. That's the definition of the gospel. Everybody, oh, it's good news. You're too ambiguous. That's why your prayers don't get answered. He's, he can't find you. The Holy Spirit prays the word. He only prays that which he's heard. He prays Jesus, the word. Jesus who's faith. Jesus who's on the inside of you. He looks for it. He smells it. I'm not kidding you. And walk in love as Christ also loved us and gave himself for us, a sacrifice and a sweet-smelling aroma unto God. Ephesians 5.2. He's smelling it. He's looking for it. But are you praying the promises of God or are you praying in ambiguity? Which one is it? Because he can't hear it if you are. He loves you. It doesn't mean you're, you see how sweet I am? He loves you. Okay. 
You're going to heaven. But you're going alone because nobody wants what you have. You offer no miracles. Because it's not the Holy Spirit praying through you. It's you. You have the faith in Jesus, not the faith of. You're like, Tom, you're mean. I'm not mean. I want you to accomplish. I want you to let you, you want to melt the hard heart of your parents or of your children. Then you got to carry an anointing around with you. If they have an ailment, walk up and heal them. That'll melt their heart. That's what Jesus had to do. We don't need miracles. We'll get to that in a minute. Jesus did. So you as a Christian don't. You're welcome. If it's the Holy Spirit praying through you, it's the promises of God on earth as it is in heaven. You're telling me, Tom, that I can go through the rest of my life without ever having the sniffles? Of course. You're telling me that I can go through the rest of my life without any lack whatsoever? Yes. I said this to you last week, I'll say it again. All of these pious, quote unquote, wisdom-filled, righteous Christians, well, you know, I don't wanna be rich, you know. That's a snare. Um, it is easier for a man to go through the eye of a needle. It, it, it is easier for a rich man to go through the eye of a needle than enter the kingdom of heaven, all that. It's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of heaven. Mark 10, 25, right? Okay, first of all, he's speaking to people who aren't saved. If you're saved, how are you gonna feed the poor? Out of your pious poorness. Give it all away then. Why wouldn't you be a conduit of his wealth? It's the promise of God. It's not God praying through you telling you to be poor. Lord, I'm just trying to stay humble. That's not God. He's the glory and the lifter of your head, not the glory and the lower of your head. 1 Corinthians 14, 39. Therefore, my brothers, be eager to prophesy and do not forbid speaking in tongues. Now, let's cover that. Vast swaths of denominations around the world forbid speaking in tongues when the Bible says, do not forbid speaking in tongues. How do you make that work? That's why they put masks on their face. They do everything antithetical to the word in the name of Jesus who is the word. So you're actually, if you're not Bible, you're antichrist. You strap on a mask, it's antichrist. Lockdown, antichrist. Vax, antichrist. That's not the Bible. The Bible didn't tell you to get vaxxed for illnesses. By giant international conglomerates. You know how many, you know how many times Pfizer's been sued? You know what they get sued for? They law, they've actually been criminally prosecuted and had to pay billions of dollars in fines. It doesn't matter that people are dying. 7,000 people a month extra. So let's just say on average in the UK, you have 100,000 people dying. Well, now it's 107,000 in a year. Pfizer doesn't care. They've made billions. They keep extending the EUA so they continue to bring, bring in billions. Well, if you eat a lot, if you made 700 million, 700 billion, and you get sued and lose 100 billion, people look at these lawsuits against Pfizer, well, they lost billions. What did they get sued for the last time? Paying off doctors and killing people. They lost billions of dollars. I think it was $14 billion. It didn't matter. They made $74 billion. 
And all the, let me just tell you something. Outside of Jesus raising the dead, which most people don't believe in, you ain't getting that loved one back. Even with a Pfizer payoff. But most of the churches just join in. Don't you sense the devil? No, because they don't have the Holy Spirit on the inside of them because they forbid speaking in tongues. Is that my, am I saying? Listen, most Pentecostal churches close too. So you can speak in tongues and still not have the Holy Spirit praying through you because you're not yielded. It's just you being religious. You're, you're a, some of the most religious people on the planet are Pentecostals who are supposed to be the freest. They're just very, they have their own Pentecostal religion. You're supposed to do what the Holy Spirit tells you to do. Now isn't that right there the epitome of the word and the spirit missing? The word tells you. The word tells you, 1 Corinthians 14, 18, 14, 14, 14, 2, about the Holy Spirit in you and praying through you, and then you actually have, and then you actually have a Bible verse that says, do not forbid speaking in tongues. So isn't that the epitome of 1 Corinthians 14, 39, of the word and the spirit missing? The word tells you to not forbid speaking in tongues, and you don't do it, don't listen to it. So then the word is missing, and then, of course, you don't have the Holy Spirit because you're not speaking in tongues, so the Spirit's missing. Do you see it? Prayer's never being answered because it's not the Spirit praying through them. Ever wonder why people who pray in ambiguity never get the positive side? Well, if it be thy will. I'm gonna tell myself, you guys are all very silent and stoic looking. I'm gonna tell myself it's because you're really listening. That's what my mind's telling me right now. You ever wonder why the people who pray, well, if it be thy will, Lord, let this happen. Why does it never happen? Because God can't hear it. The eyes of the Lord are running to and fro to find the Spirit praying through you. What are you talking about, Tom? Does it have to be tongues? No, you should be praying the Spirit of God. You should be praying the Word of God because that's what he prays. If health and wealth offends you, then you can't pray the word of God. You can't pray the spirit of God. Because the spirit of God will pray the word of God through you. When we don't know what we ought to pray for, then there's groans that words cannot express. But when you are led by the spirit of God, you just inherently pray the word of God. Do you ever wonder why, though? They always, well, Lord... We would love to see Aunt Susie healed. If it beeth thy will, break out the King James so you sound more spiritual. If it beeth thy will, heal her. She never gets healed. You ever notice it? And then what do they do? Adapt theology. Well, God can heal. Well, you never know if he will heal. Oh, let me follow that God. How do you ask in faith with no doubting then? It causes a cascading effect of unbelief. Throughout the word of God, you then have to start casting away Bible verses. Who took up our infirmities and healed our diseases, Matthew 8, 17. Got to cast that aside. How do you ask in faith with no doubting out of James 1, 6 when you don't know what God will do? Of course, how do you have a vaccine mandate to stop transmission and infection? Using a vaccine that doesn't stop transmission or infection. Same spirit. See, people aren't praying out of a lack of faith. 
They're praying through the wrong faith, through a demonic faith. I believe that there's one. You believe that there's one God. Good. Even the demons believe that and shudder. If it be if thy will, Lord, thy will is on earth as it is in heaven. You sick people up there? No, then you're supposed to be well. See? Poor people up there? Got food lines? They're rapidly growing in America right now under the greatest economy in history, according to the left. 8.5% inflation. Food banks are empty and full, and full of people. Empty and full of people. They're trying to squeeze the food supply so that you have to come to them, leverage you into a one-world commerce system with a singular access point. That's what it's all about. What does this have to do with the message? You'd know that if you were praying through the Spirit because he would tell you you'd use the Bible. Immediately, March of 2020, I'm like, I smell sulfur. It stinks. But 99.9% of the church, same as the survival rate post-infection for COVID, 99% of the church, all closed. Because they don't pray through the Spirit. They pray through their idol version of Jesus. Idyllic, if that's a word, version of Jesus. That's how they pray. Oh, I want to be compassionate. That's not a Bible verse. I want to I strap a piece of cloth on my face that doesn't stop dust. But yet, it's going to stop a virus that's 0.06 to 0.14 microns. I'm going to do that so that I look virtuous. That's not a Bible verse. The acceptance of insanity is not a Bible verse, is not love, is not compassion. It's your version of compassion that you have found in compliance. If you're called to do something that makes absolutely no sense, then there's a nefarious purpose behind it. Why are, why are mask mandates still in place? Everybody knows they don't work. All the data's out. Every heavily masked country right now is worse off than the unmasked countries. They all know it because it's all about compliance. It's all about control. You know what? If I can get you to do something stupid, I'll get you to do something stupider. And when I get you to do something stupider, I'll get you to do something that's the stupidest. True. Put a mask on your face. Put two on. Let's see if they do it. Let's see if they do it. Hey, Anthony. Anthony, let's see if they do it. Fouch. Fouch. Fouch, get out there in public and, and show them. Now that you've caught COVID twice. I mean, you need to think about the ultimate scheme, right? Anthony Fauci has COVID twice, quadruple vax, and takes Paxlovid, all Pfizer. He takes Paxlovid and it makes him worse off than he was before he took it. And he's still out there. I am so thankful that I'm vaccinated. They get you to do the insane. 
Now you can either hold on and be offended this morning and be like, I'm, I'm vaccinated, I don't wanna know the truth. You can be that about anything. Or you can simply say what's true is true and I'm gonna face it anyway. We can all claim it's not 92 degrees out there with 100% humidity. It's coming for us all. It's coming. But they don't get their prayers answered. And remember, it's not because they're, not, they're lacking in faith. It's actually because they have the wrong faith. They have a demonic faith. They believe that there's one God. Well, good, the demons believe that and shudder. So nothing, none of the good parts of their prayers ever happen because it's not the Holy Ghost praying through them. God doesn't even hear it. He can't recognize it. That's why they result to altered theology and gimmicks. Now he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the Spirit is because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God which is on earth as it is in heaven. That's legitimate prayer. Everything else is not. If you are praying for something that's not in heaven, you're praying antithetical to Jesus, antithetical to the word. God is that good. Some of you refuse to accept. Some people, they just want to accept a defeat because it's actually easier to be a twig on a river than to fight against the tide. I'd rather just go downhill. It's just easier. I have a lousy marriage. It is what it is. You ever look at how Romans chapter 8 is all tied together? You ever look at it? I mean, seriously, when it comes to the Spirit of God, where we're, we're starting from Romans chapter 8, verse 28, then 27, then 26, you ever look how it's all tied together? The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God and of children than heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ, if indeed we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified together. Romans 8, 8, 16, and 17. For you did not receive a spirit that makes you a slave again to fear, but you received the spirit of sonship. And by him we cry, Abba, Father. Romans 8, 15. Those who are led by the spirit of God are sons of God. Romans 8, 14. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. Romans 8, 13. Brethren, we are debtors not to ourselves to live according to the flesh. We are debtors. Not to the flesh to live according to the flesh, Romans 8, 12. And if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who lives in you, Romans 8, 11. But if, but if Christ is in you, your body is dead because of sin, yet your spirit is alive because of righteousness, Romans 8, 10. You, however, are controlled not by the spirit of God. You, however, are controlled. You, however, are controlled. By the Spirit of God, Romans 8 9. The sinful mind is hostile toward God. It does not submit to God's law, nor can it do so. Those controlled by the sinful nature cannot please God. You, however, are controlled not by the sinful nature, but by the Spirit. If the Spirit of God lives in you, and if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, he does not belong to Christ. Romans 8 7 through 9. The mind of sinful man is death, but the mind controlled by the Spirit is life and peace, Romans 8, 6. Those who live according to the sinful nature have their minds set on what that nature desires, but those who live in accordance to the Spirit have their minds set on what the Spirit desires, Romans 8, 5. See how it all ties together? Spirit, soul, body. Through the Spirit of God, praying through you, healed, well, 
led into the will of God, join heirs with Jesus Christ. See it? It's all tied together. Where does faith come from? 16 minutes to go. Everybody with me? How many of you want to go longer? Don't worry, everybody else. I'm not going to listen to them. Jesus is the word. Where does faith come from? Faith comes by? Hearing by? What does that mean? It means that what you hear is where your faith will come from. If you want faith, remember, faith is a static term. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Lots of people believe in a vaccine. Lots of people believe in a mask. Do they see the mask blocking the virus? No, they just believe it. It's faith. It's all, it's all the same. It depends on where is your faith directed. If you want legit faith, faith, legit faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. What you hear, what you listen to is the word of God. So I'm going to tell you in closing in these last 15 now minutes, I'm going to tell you how to get your prayers answered if you want to listen. If the word is Jesus, in the beginning was the word, the word was with God, and the word was God. John 1.1. The word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory. The glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth, John 1, 14, right? There are three that bear witness in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Spirit, and these three are one, 1 John 5, 7. So is it clear to everybody in this room that Jesus is the word? There is no delineation between Jesus and the word. That's the problem of the modern church, is they actually have their own version of Jesus that's separate from this, that's nicer than this. That's superficially more pleasant than this. That's more quote unquote loving than this. But it's not the real Jesus because there is no delineation between this book and Jesus because Jesus is this book. He is the word. He is the word. So faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. So faith comes from the word. Jesus is the word, so faith comes from Jesus. So you could actually say, faith is Jesus. And you have Jesus on the inside of you via the Holy Spirit, praying through you, him being your faith. It's that good. It's that good. You're like, well, how do you get that alive and active in your life? You're never, you're never still enough. Be still and know that I'm God. This is just, okay, you're God. You never shut it down. I'm not talking about quiet meditation. You live according to the sinful nature. Tom, you calling me a sinner? No, I said you live according to the sinful nature. You could put the word carnal nature in there. You could put the word flesh in there. That's what it means. It doesn't mean you're a sinner. It means that you live according to the nature that causes you to sin and other people to sin. Those who live according to the sinful nature have their minds set on what that nature desires. See that? You never stop. We're a bunch of automatons now. They're winning. They're tracking us. You don't think this is a precursor to the mark of the beast? You can't even go into Canada now without an app on your phone called ArriveCan. It doesn't matter even if you're vaccinated. You have to be vaccinated 
You have to be vaccinated twice at minimum and have the Arrive Cam app on your phone so they can track you after your... Why would they need to track you? If it's all about your health or it's all about getting you vaccinated, why would they need to track you? Why, why is it right now... I've got to remember where I'm at. Why is it that in Australia at this very moment... Banks are refusing to give loans if you want to buy a car powered by gas. You don't believe me? It's absolutely true. The Bank of Australia is now refusing to give loans to those who want to buy gas and or diesel-powered cars. You don't think that's coming here? They'll try. Now they tried, listen, they tried COVID camps here. That didn't pan out real well. They made it in Australia because they ain't got guns. They know there's people like you and me out there who are going to be like, nope. I ain't going. I'm not complying with a COVID camp. You ain't taking me to no COVID camp. That's not the Bible. Me going to a COVID camp is not the Bible. You come to my house with the brown shirts for take me to Sarasota County COVID camp? It's going to be a very different situation than what you planned on. So why are they doing that in Australia? You're like, you're going to get tired of me here. How many of you watch the podcast? You're going to get tired of me saying it, but it's all to leverage you into a one world commerce system where you have no choice. With a singular access point. We will not sell you a gas powered car anymore. So you have to buy an electric car. So you're hooked up to the grid. So you're hooked up to the grid. You have no freedom. You have no autonomy. The grid can be shut off. They can't shut down all the gas stations. We have freedom. We can go drive around right now. Now they can't shut them down if all you have is digital currency. Just shut your account off. Oh, that would never happen. It's already happening. It's already happening. Don't deceive yourself. It's all about that. We in the church, you, you should smell it. This isn't right wing. What am I going to Alex Jones's church? I, I think you could go to worse. <laughs> what? Uh, people will accuse me of that. Do you have you been to a church that uses more Bible than this one? Strange, isn't it? That they'll accuse me of being a Trump church. I'm not a Trump church. I'm a pro life church. He happens to be pro life. I don't. I don't personally like the idea of yanking a kid's legs off its body while it's alive. Call me crazy, right-wing conspiracy theorist. No. If you're conservative and your name's Trump, fine. If your name's not Trump and you're conservative, I still love you. If you're legit, unless you're one of the fakes. So finish him with this. So if the word is Jesus, and Jesus' attitude is in the word, then Jesus' attitude is the word, right? And Jesus' attitude is faith. So that means you have to approach things in his attitude. What's his attitude in comparison to yours? You're pleasant. Was he pleasant? Look at me. Come on, look at me. By today's standards, was he pleasant? Then why are you? You telling me to be mean? No, be like Jesus. Whatever he did, you do. Aren't you Christian? Then why are you nicer than Jesus? That's why your kids don't follow the Lord, by the way. And those of you raising small kids, am I losing my mic? Hello? I'm done. Is it over? Hello? 
Thank you, Aaron. Is my bag on? Bag on? Bag on? Here's as a backup. What do I do when to turn this thing on if I need it? Flip it up. Okay, I can do that. Flip up. Okay, got it. Got it. Everything's wireless now, so occasionally everything just drops out. What was I talking about? What was I talking about? Do you remember? Okay, your 8,000 people are telling me. <laughs> what was it? Oh, small, yeah. That's why, by the way, those of you who are, I love you. Who are, who was it? Love you, right there. Love you, seriously. Love you. That's why your kids will walk away, too. Hello. That's why my microphone's walking away. Okay, I'm gonna probably throw the mic. I hate this microphone. Aaron, where are you? This is the worst thing I've ever heard. Hello? We, may, we, we might be leaving at 12.08. Check one, two. Nice and loud. Is it good? Is it still got that horrible sound? It does. It's like a whisper on the end of it. Aaron, get back there as quick as you can. You guys want me to try the wireless again? Check one, two. It's back on. Hello? Hello? Gosh, that's way better. And why is it going off? Does anybody know? If I need to fix it, I'll fix it like I did the last one when I chucked it across the stage. You see, everything has to, I'm not going to, I'm going back to the small kids. Everything has to be approached. If you're going to be a Christian, then you need to have the attitude of Jesus. His attitude needs to be yours. Why is it that you would filter out his attitude in the name of love when he is love? It's why, it is why most Christians, their kids walk away because they're not getting modeled the correct Jesus. They're getting modeled your version of Jesus. And let me show you this in closing. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. Jesus is the word, so faith comes from Jesus. Why do Calvinists never see miracles? Tom, you preach like this? You actually call people out by name? Of course. I'm not using any preacher's names. I'm just saying, why does a Calvinist, who they actually love John Calvin more than they love Jesus, because they're following his version of the Bible instead of the Bible itself, why do Calvinists never see miracles and they're happy with it? Because they don't follow the word where there is miracles, so they're fine because they're not following the word that says that you're supposed to have miracles. These signs will follow those who believe or shall follow those who believe, right? There's no option. These signs will follow. So now that they've removed themselves from the word, now they've removed themselves from the need of miracles. They don't need it. And then this causes, of course, for them to add to the word, which is why you hear things like, you know, Jesus can, but you never know if he will. If it beeth, beeth thy will, all those different things, they add to the word of God. They don't have the attitude of Jesus. And I'll tell you this. This is how it works. This is what's supposed to happen. They don't fear enough. They're not sharp enough. They don't hate enough. 
Hate? Is that part of the gospel? There's six things the Lord hates, seven that are an abomination to him. Proverbs 6, 16 through 19. They don't hate enough. You gotta hate disease. Or you're never gonna you're never gonna defeat it. You gotta come with this. If faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God, I hate this thing. I hate it. I hate it. See that? I have the appropriate amount of hatred. Maybe I stand in one specific location. Connect with the antennae. You have to come with the attitude of Jesus. You have to hate the disease. You have to hate lack. You can't, you can't come in ambiguity. You have to cast down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. And bringing into, every, listen to this last line, and I'll close with this. And bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience, listen, of Christ. That gets watered down to in the obedience of Christ. Which I don't have time to get into this morning. You want to talk about hellfire and brimstone? That's the obedience of Christ. That's, that's the level of obedience that he has. Is that you? That's why their prayers do not get answered. Worship team, you guys can make your way. They don't fear enough. They're not sharp enough. They don't hate enough. So they just deal with the lack of the miraculous. You're not gonna win a generation without the miraculous. Why are churches emptying out in America? There's no life there. There's no life. We're gonna have some life. Let's go, guys. Don't mope up here. Let's get this done. Act like you're excited about Jesus. That'd be good. That'd help me out. Amen. Amen. You have to have the miraculous. Where are you at today? It's a confrontational church, isn't it? Yeah, I hate, I hate, I hate lack. I hate disease. I hate infirmity. If you need to be healed this morning, now's your time. Look at me now. Have you been vaccinated? I'm not gonna know. All I'm gonna do is bring you up here for whatever it is that you wanna be prayed over. If you need deliverance this morning, Maybe you have anxiety attacks. Maybe you're depressed. You need to be delivered. Maybe you have stage four cancer. Maybe you've been vaccinated. You want that vaccination leached out of your body and all of its damage is healed. I don't care what you need. All I care is that you know that you need it. Start hating it right now. Approach in faith which is approaching with the word and the attitude of Jesus. Right here in this room, this gray painted room, this room is filled with the Holy Ghost. Do you want to be healed this morning and delivered? If you do, now is your time. I'm gonna ask you to come forward. When you do, I'm not gonna come to you and say, what is your need? I can't because there won't be enough time. Because it's 12.15. We're going to be out of this building at 12.20, as always. You, Tom, what if 150 people come up? They usually do. I Watch me pray. 
All I'm going to do is touch you. I may say a word, I may not. But when I touch you, you and I are in agreement that whatever it is that you want is done now in Jesus' name upon that touch. Would you agree? And listen, when I start to pray, it's a very confrontational church. Don't be an immature Christian that bolts for the door. This life and death is up here. And where are you going that's so important? Name it. Name it. Where are you going that you can't just simply stretch out your hand and say, I am in agreement with Pastor Tom. And where two or more agree, it is accomplished. Will you not do that? Will you not tarry four minutes? I don't even ask for an hour like Jesus. I'm asking for five minutes. Amen? If you need healing this morning or anything from God, meet me up here right now. I'm going to touch you before you leave today. Thank you for listening to Foundation Church's weekly message. We hope that you have been encouraged and empowered. If you would like to partner with us, please visit foundationchurchfl.com and click on Give.